on today's episode of Locked On 76ers, a blockbuster in the Eastern Conference and what it means now that the Cleveland Cavaliers have Donovan Mitchell. They're the Sixers. Uh, probably still in the same spot, but it is a little more competitive. We'll discuss it next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, you are locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-hosts and partners, always from the Enquirer.com. The best out there to do it. Sixers beat writer Keith Pompey. Good morning, man. Good morning, man. Who paid you for that intro, bro? Uh, Sixers. <laughs> I got you. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76. Well, Keith, uh, it's been talked about a great deal outside of the Kevin Durant aspect of things this offseason. It was the Donovan Mitchell angle and what would happen with him. Would he leave Utah? Would they move on from their franchise player? They got rid of Rudy Gobert and sent him to the Minnesota Timberwolves. All that left was Donovan Mitchell, a little more with a few more players there, but left Donovan Mitchell and wondering what was going to happen there. The New York Knicks were, were a big part of that in the offseason of would they land Mitchell and help to continue their rebuild along with Jalen Brunson, but they would have to give up some picks. But it all came down to it on Thursday, Keith. The New York Knicks fell short. And the Cleveland Cavaliers swooped in and snapped, snagged the three-time All-Star and the talented, talent, very talented uh, wing player in the NBA to team up with Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro. That's a pretty good starting five, and they're all young. How surprised were you that he was sent to Cleveland? What does this mean for the Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference now that you have another talented team to worry about you know what I, I was shocked like when <laughs> when i saw the tweet it was one of those things like is this a fake account is this a fake account right and i was like wow like cleveland i mean my, you know my initial thought was wow maybe they uh the, the nba should like switch the christmas day thing and have the sixers playing the Cavs as opposed to the knicks you know what i mean that i mean literally i was thinking that um how does it impact the Sixers? I don't think it really impacts the Sixers that much, as much as people think. I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers are a good team, a good young team, but I don't know if this propels them over the top three teams in the East. You know, having Boston number one, Milwaukee number two in my eyes, and the, and the Sixers number three, I don't know if it propels them. I mean, it, it elevates them above other teams, but I don't know if it really prevails, um, propels them over the Sixers at three. Now, they do become interesting. Um, uh, and, and I do think that this is a better fit for Donovan Mitchell than the New York Knicks. I feel, feel like Donovan Mitchell, if he went to New York, he would have to be a savior. I feel like going to Cleveland, he can fit in. He can he can be one of the guys and, 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 and you know, play, be a part of something special. 
But in New York, I felt like he would have to be the the the, the second coming of Allen Iverson or something like that for, for, for them to be successful. I agree that um, this is a really good spot for him, Donovan Mitchell, with this team. Now, look, defensively, it's still a small backcourt when it comes to Garland and Mitchell. Neither one of them played defense. And uh, it's funny because Mitchell did come out of Louisville with a uh, pedigree of playing defense as an athletic guy who can score a little bit, but more uh, you lean on his defense. And, and he got to the NBA, and once he became a scoring star, <laughs> and he decided to forget that part. But, uh, but the team is going to be fun. They're going to be really fun to watch. Cleveland Cavaliers, as I said, they're young. Uh, they do have three other pieces in that starting lineup. As I mentioned, Okoro, Mobley, who's an NBA uh, all-defensive type of player, and Jared Allen uh, to clean up some of their mess behind them. So I think that'll work out pretty well for them and a better situation for the New York Knicks. And is it a better situation for the Knicks that they didn't get Donovan Mitchell, as you just said? So uh, good, good work uh, by Kobe Altman and the Cleveland Cavaliers giving up Lowry Markin and it's Colin Sexton, who did not have a future with that team. And uh, one more player, I, I can't remember who it was, uh, with the three first-round picks unprotected and the two pick swaps. A pretty good deal uh, for Danny Ainge and the U Utah Jazz, but also a really good deal to get this player four years left on his contract, I believe, uh, for Donovan Mitchell uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. So nice work by them. But as far as the 76ers go, you're right. It doesn't change anything. It just makes sure that we all know that you have to be on notice every single night when it comes to these Eastern Conference teams because they are very competitive in the East from Cleveland to Toronto, Atlanta, Chicago. And we already know about the top five that we speak about with the Sixers, Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, and Brooklyn in no particular order. That these, these are some really good teams in the Eastern Conference. But it doesn't affect the Sixers all that much except for making sure you're on top of your game when you play against the squad. They were already feisty enough. Now you have to deal with Donovan Mitchell who can hang 40 on you at any time. This is going to be something uh, to, to to watch and get ready for them. Sixers don't play them until January, I believe. But uh, or no, actually, you know what? I was looking at the wrong calendar. Uh, they we're going to see Donovan Mitchell in town. It's going to be fun uh, to watch that team. On the other in the preseason too, like pre I mean, I, I, yeah, we'll see them in the preseason. I, yeah, I believe it's two. I believe it's two preseason games. So mm -hmm. we'll you know we'll, we'll see them in the in the preseason. Yeah. So uh, Keith, we we have uh, so much more to talk about uh, with next since they did make this deal. We'll get to the Knicks angle of it later. But since they did make this deal, they have a few other players, Keith, that could still be nabbed off of that roster, and one in particular I know I like in Jordan Clarkson. See how you feel. See how the listeners and the viewers feel. Uh, should the Sixers have the ammunition to go out there and acquire Jordan Clarkson, who has two years left on his deal? We'll get into that next right here on Locked On 76ers. But first, let me tell you about driving impaired. We've been trying to talk about everybody and making sure that everybody is good. It's never okay to drive stone. If you feel different, you drive different. You drive high, you get a DUI. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone? Like, what's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's not a problem, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you are high. Now, you not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. I know, but it's something that needs to be done. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high. Get a DUI. Make sure you all, all. Make sure you all 
pay attention to that. If you feel different, you drive different, drive high, get a DUI. All right, do it today, people. Like, don't do it today, people. Don't do it today. <laughs> it's not this week. It's the wrong weekend. Especially this week is the wrong weekend. But everyone, yes, not today. Especially. Yeah. Thank you for making Locked On Seventy Six as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, one of the players at Sixer fans, myself, uh, being around a team like you. Uh, included, uh, have talked about this player for for a couple of years, man. Uh, just being around the NBA a little bit, a few teams leaving LA and and then going, you know, sprinkling around to Cleveland after the Cleveland thing didn't work out when LeBron James left, sent to the Utah Jazz. He was a player that a lot of Sixer fans had their eye on. That's Jordan Clarkson, uh, sixth man of the year. You know he can put up and fill up buckets at any given moment. And while they do have Tyrese Maxey to be that type in the starting lineup, when you look at the bench, as much as we like D'Anthony Melton and Daniel House and uh, Matisse Thibault and George Niang, Shake Milton can sometimes do it. When you look at Jordan Clarkson, Keith, as the Utah Jazz continue their rebuild and try to stockpile draft picks, do they have enough, do you think, uh, for to acquire Jordan Clarkson, he has thirteen million dollars left. Oh, pardon me, just over twenty six million. A player option in twenty three twenty four, but this upcoming season of twenty two twenty three, he's at thirteen point three. Do you think the Sixers have enough to acquire Jordan Clarkson to add to their bench? No, I don't. I mean, I don't. And and buzz so kill. buzz kill. I mean, yeah, because like what you said is is the the thing that gets me is. You know, he, he's making right now. Jordan Clarkson is making what 13.3. Um, you know, 13.3, like it's, it's actually 13 million three hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. And then he has 14 mil next year, but he has a player option for next year. So to me, it's one of those things where you got to give up a lot for this guy. And then, I mean, and what I mean by that is because what, I, what I'm saying is, like, you got to match the salary so much, right? So you're going to give up a couple players to get him, possibly, right? For Clark Korkmaz. Yeah. Shake Milton. Okay. That will equal $7 million. Mm-hmm. And whatever picks they can s- slip in there. But, yeah, but the problem is, do they have picks? And see, and, and right now, see, the, the crazy part, if you notice what's going on now, the currency now, mind you, Jordan Clarkson isn't an all-star like some of these other guys, right? But the currency now is is like everybody wants, hey, how many draft picks you got? It's not about just players; it's how many draft picks. So what I mean by Jordan Clarkson is you would probably have to give up. You could probably have to give up three players to get him to get Jordan Clarkson, and then you also have to have draft picks. A bunch of picks because that's what Danny Ains wants. I mean, you think about it. The reason why the 76ers really couldn't get KD is because they didn't have any draft picks. Like, that's what people want. So, so, so the deal, I mean, so, so the deal is my question is a guy like Jordan Clarkson, I get it. You want to win now mode, but if you give up three players, and let's face it, I don't know if. 
Shake Milton and Furkan Korkmaz is going to get it done for you. And so yeah. you give up. You, you just mix and match and sell. So you throw up three. I mean, you, 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 you throw in three players. And then all of a sudden, dude, after next year, decides, yo, this ain't where I want to be. I don't want to be in Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my question. But a great player. I mean, would he help the Sixers? Heck, yeah, he would help the Sixers. You know, but but also think it comes to a point where you got to form a team. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're going out there, going out there getting these wings, and a lot of them can shoot now or they can make some shots. But it comes to a point where you got to, you know, I think the biggest need, and you would agree, is adding another center. Or at least trying to acquire to see yeah. what's going to that. You know? Yeah, look, and uh, a point guard, and a uh, point uh, uh, traditional Mike, point guard. Mike Mike Conley costs too much uh, yeah. to, to to trade for him. Uh, but as far as the center, Hassan Whiteside, Utah Jazz, but he's a free agent, so you don't have to make a, a trade for him. You could just go out there and sign him on a minimum deal, if, if that's the case. But it was you know an option. Boyan Bogdanovich is another name. Uh, that's uh, on their roster. That's a talented player that's going to garner a lot of interest from other teams. Sixers could use that type of player with, with his shooting. But again, he's a starter. He has a big contract. He costs too much. So it's probably not going to happen uh, in general for the basketball team. But that said, man, uh, just throwing it out there. You never know how things could get involved. Could it be a three-team trade where you just include a pick from somewhere else and Somehow it works out. Daryl Morey figures it out to bring in Jory Clarkson. But we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. And our final uh, segment here, Keith, we do need to talk about kind of go back in reverse and discuss the New York Knicks and the situation that they're in and not acquiring Donovan Mitchell. Is it good for them or not? We'll get into that next final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers, Keith Pompey, Devon Givens with you. Well, Keith, the Knicks struck out, but it didn't seem like the New York Knicks fans on Thursday seemed too upset. Some did, some did, and others didn't. Trying to take a more measured take about it, trying to look at it a little differently and saying that it wasn't going to work out by giving up R.J. Barrett. Um, it seemed like Quentin Grimes' name was a big name in this, in this conversation, uh, the uh, second-year player out of the University of Houston, that they didn't want to include him in any deal. And uh, they decided to balk on it, and they did not go with uh, the, the the deal, signing R.J. Barrett to a four-year extension off of his rookie contract. What does this mean now for the Knicks, Keith? Is this uh, – should they have made the deal? Did they do the right thing by not including Quentin Grimes and, and maybe some other picks that they didn't get this done? You know, it's a tough one because I feel like when when you think of the Knicks, you think of a team that's all about trying to make headlines, right? Like they're doing like, you know, they just want to make a splash. They want to say they're doing this and that. And sometimes it's not the right person. Like I love Jalen Brunson. I love Jalen Brunson. Villanova dude. But I don't know if Jalen Brunson is the guy right now in this stage of his career that you're going to hand the keys to and say, Let's go to work. This is your squad, right? So I, I love Donovan Mitchell. Great dude, you know what I mean? Popular guy, you know, this and that. But I don't know if at this stage of his career, if he's a number one option. So I felt like with the Knicks, it was kind of sort of like, all right, 
this guy is cool. Let's go after him. Does that make sense to you? You, you know what I mean? It, it just seems yeah. like that's the things that they're trying to do. Now, I will tell you that there are some people within the Knicks organization that love R.J. Barrett. You know, I had a conversation with a guy a couple of weeks ago, and he was, like, raving over him, telling me, like, a guy who covers the team, you know, basically telling me what they like. And I was talking to a couple of people who worked there and was saying the same thing. I mean, they, the guy averaged 20 points last year. You know what I mean? Two years ago, he shot 40% from free. So I'm um, from three last year. He shot 34. I mean, 34%. But when you look at his progression, is he a superstar? No. But if you look at his progression, he went from averaging 14, three as a rookie, 17, six as a sophomore second year and 20 points last year. So there are some people, I will tell you, there are some people within that organization who kind of thought that he was he might be a better fit than Donovan Mitchell just because of the things he does. But Donovan has the big, big name. So, you know, it to me, I'm kind of like, I keep going back and forth on this thing, but no, but the crazy part is the Knicks were out there dangling the dude. Everybody knew that they were willing that they were they wanted to get rid of him. They included them in the package. And then at the at the eleventh hour, when they when Danny Ainge turned it down, they 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 give him an extension, right? Like, yo, we love you. Don't worry about all that. But it's the business. You didn't hear any of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, don't worry about it. It's all good. But the thing that gets me about it is, is I just feel as if, um, you know, the, the Knicks. I where's the direction? You know what I mean? Like, it, where is it? Like. You know, it, it just doesn't, uh, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, you look at Boston Celtics, you look at the Sixers, you, you look at the Knicks. All three of them were starting their rebuilding process around the same time, man. And, like, the Knicks, you know, I, I can't tell you what their what their objective is right about now. I just don't know. Yeah, and the thing for me, um, when you say you love Jalen Brunson, and, you know, I'm a big Jalen Brunson fan, and, it was never about him getting the money that he got, because I think Dallas would have given him the same type of money. It was about the fact that he left Dallas to go to New York, because I thought it was a good situation there with, with Dallas and Luka Doncic. And then the other part was, I just don't like the Knicks situation from afar. Um, that's why I didn't want Jalen Brunson to go to New York. I, and I think he could be a culture changer because he is a winner as far as you know what we've seen from him how he played in high school, the two championships in college. While it hasn't happened in the pros yet, I, I, but it's still a lot to ask of him to do that with that team. As you said, what is their direction? I don't like that team. I I, I think R.J. Barrett is talented. Really fun. <laughs> I, just, I, just don't, I, I just don't like, and this is, you know, some unbiased stuff. It's just, I just don't like the Knicks team. And you, you're right, you have to build a team. And sure, Mitchell Robinson, he'll be in the middle. Julius Randle will be your four. Uh, R.J. Barrett is your three. And 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 Jalen will be your, your point guard. And then, I, I don't know, uh, Manuel Quickly. I do like Emmanuel Quickly. I like Quentin Grimes. I like pieces that they have. But as a team, you're right. Where are they going? I, I just don't know that Tom Thibodeau is going to have them in the top four of the Eastern Conference at fighting for an Eastern Conference crown. With this basketball team, I just don't. And I 
we've seen enough RJ Barrett where he would get frustrated himself uh, being on the floor because he's like, the ball, where's the ball coming? I remember I had one game off. I had a day off. My daughter and I went to the game. We sat really, really close to the floor. And um, RJ Barrett was a rookie. And the ball kept snapping. He's running the plays. Ball kept snapping. And we were sitting close to the corner. And as the ball is coming his way, he's wide open a few times. The ball never came back to him. Never came back to him. And you could see visibly the frustration on him, on his face, by not getting the basketball. Now, that was his rookie year. Last year, who knows, maybe it's a little bit different. I didn't sit that close, except for in our media seats, Keith, that we sit at. And um, But watching body language is real. And while he has some explosive games, I wonder – are they going to run the offense through him? Is it going to be through Randall? How much of the uh, plays design will be for Jalen Brunson? I, I don't know, man. I just don't like that team. And while they may not, while there may be better options than Donovan Mitchell out there, this team with that, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers are still a better team than the New York Knicks. Yeah, the whole quickly thing is crazy to me because. You know, quickly was a guy who was as a rookie, who as a rookie was like, that's our dude. Like we love quickly. I mean, we're talking about a guy who shot 38.9% on threes. He averaged 11.4 points. Um, you, you know what I mean? He was just like, I mean, think about it. He was, he was getting more props than, than his uh, backcourt teammate. Um, What's my man? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He was doing getting more stuff than him, right? And then then Tyrese Maxey. And now all of a sudden it's like, all right, we're trying to develop you. You you you're gonna be our guy. And then you go out there and get Jalen Brunson and you bring him in, but you still got Quigley on roster. So so it's kind of sort of like, hold up, y'all telling me that I'm the dude. And like I'm the heir apparent, and yeah, I make some mistakes from time to time. But then you bring in Brunson in and giving him all that cash, so it's like you you know what I mean? Like, dude, it's just. Well, Jalen's a better player, so I mean, but still, at the same time, he could be a better player. But it's one of those things where if you got somebody that has value, a young guard that has value then you get rid of them. Like, you know what I mean? To do that. Because now I'm thinking is, let's keep it 100. Yeah, he a better player. But at the same time, it's kind of like everybody thinks that they should start. Everyone. If you don't, there's something wrong with you, right? So you bring in another dude, and not only that, it's like you got his father, the president, son used to be his agent, the whole nine. So... You don't think that could be some um, dissension within the team? You know what I mean? Like, yo, what's going on? So yeah. I, I just think, like, the culture is crazy, in my opinion. I just think well, the culture is crazy. Well, since this is locked on 76ers, good. <laughs> good. Um, for the Sixers, that is. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, fun to see how this thing all comes out and how this all plays out, who they may have their eye on the future, Keith. There's always a superstar that is on his way out. So there's always one. So we'll see if the Knicks are uh, linked to the next one that may become available. 
Man, listen, thanks for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you mind telling the people where they can find us? Like my man D just said, wherever you can get your podcast, and that just doesn't include Locked On NBA, but wherever you get your podcast, you can get Locked On 76ers. You can also get our Locked On 76ers YouTube podcast by going to YouTube and, and, and typing up Locked On 76ers. Once you get there, you'll see D doing his wonderful intro and click on the Liberty Bell. When you click on the Liberty Bell, you become one of our newer, newest subscribers. Also, you can listen to D on 97.5 FM radio. D, what time are you on today, bro? I have a hard time keeping up. That's your own show, but but you know you D is like you know I mean he Mister Utility he does everything he's like so versatile that they have him on a lot of different shows as well. So ten a.m. Yeah, so ten a.m. Ten a.m. to what the two? two? Yeah, ten to two. But next week you're going back to your normal hours, right? Back to the normal hours mm-hmm. starting on Tuesday since Monday is a holiday. I'll be back right. Tuesday, Tuesday through Friday. Yes. So what you do is soon when you get done listening to this podcast this morning, go to 97.5 FM and you'll listen to my man Dick. All right. Now, and for y'all people out of market, you know, you could go tell people how they can go online and, and, and listen to you, Dick. You can go to 97.5thefanatic.com, listen live from there. You can pull it up on the app and uh, get it via that app right there, the 97.5 The Fanatic app. A lot of ways uh, that you can find us there. So appreciate that, man. Make sure you go read Keith when he's back from vacation. Uh, but for right now, you know, check us out here on Locked On 76. Yeah. And I want y'all to have a great day and have a happy holiday. Happy, happy holiday, everybody. Keith, happy holiday to you, man. Talk to you next week. All right, bro. Peace. Thanks, man.